0: That's when I know I've made it, is when I have an excuse to wear really big headphones. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome to Undressed. I am Megan Collins of Style Girlfriend, and I'm so happy to have you here. This is our fourth podcast, so basically we are old pros by now, right? Uh, (laughs) Something like that undressed is my form for talking to cool folks who are doing interesting things and basically pestering them with questions until they tell me how they got there so i can be like them today we are talking to filmmaker ryan jones of notice pictures his latest film scott's pizza tours actually tracks another undressed guest scott wiener so lots of synergy which if there's anything i'm about it's synergy uh. <laughs> Ryan was actually still in college when he first got his start in film, which I think is so interesting. He made a feature-length documentary called Fall from Grace about the Westboro Baptist Church that premiered at South by Southwest back in 2007. So I don't know what you were doing in college, but I doubt it was as impressive as that. (laughs) I know my career in college wasn't as impressive. I worked at Abercrombie & Fitch. Um... But it was very cool that he got that start and it was something that really propelled his career forward and he's been in New York since graduating and has done a lot of cool and interesting things since then which we will talk about. Uh, You can actually also watch Fall from Grace on Netflix which is very cool. If you've never watched a movie that your friend made, uh, I suggest it. He's just a great guy. He's super funny, super dry, and apart from cheering for Kansas... Uh, against my Badgers, we get along really well. So I want you guys to enjoy our conversation about how we get into filmmaking and what he's up to now. And I just wanted to point out something that I loved about our conversation. He actually mentioned really clear instances of times in his life when women complimented him on something. Uh, A jacket he was wearing, a polite gesture that he made, you know, opening the door, whatever it might be, that they commented on, and he just immediately cemented it into his repertoire, which I found so interesting. I don't know if all guys would sort of incorporate that kind of positive feedback in such a concrete way, and he really did. So I'll be curious to hear from you guys if that's something that, you know, if you have instances of, oh, my girlfriend at this time told me this, and I've done that ever since. I'd love to know about that. So definitely hit me up with your responses there. But before we get to the podcast, I want to let you know that Undressed Today is sponsored by Lumoid. Lumoid. Think of them as uh, the Uber of tech gadgets. They are all about replacing ownership with access. They make it really convenient and affordable, basically, to just test drive everything from drones to fitness trackers to the Apple Watch, which is great because renting can obviously help you make a more informed decision when you do end up deciding to buy. And if you do take one of these bad boys home, you collect Lumoid credits every time you try gear so you can use those towards your gear purchase. Yeah, everybody wins. So, if you head to lumoy.com backslash stylegirlfriend and use the code STYLEGF to get 15% off rental for cameras and wearables, that will show our sponsor that you support them, and hopefully that means they will continue to support us. So, go check them out. Now, on to the show with Ryan Jones. So, I'm here with Ryan Jones, filmmaker extraordinaire. Uh, so, Ryan, I have a question for you. Last time I saw you, it was your birthday where I had a Shirley Temple, because it had been a long night. And now we're drinking rosé wine. So I guess I'd like to know from you, do you think I'm basic?
1: No, and I don't know if you remember, you and Phoebe, my fiancé, are the ones that explained to me what basic is. Oh. Like, we had a whole brunch that you explained to me. You both like double-teamed the explanation, and we're bouncing back like, well, people that like this are basic. And if you like this, you might not be basic, but you're really close to it. <laughs> it was it was educational.
0: I think sure. we actually got onto that because brunch is often considered basic. Basic.
1: It felt like a riddle to me. To answer your question, that felt evasive, I guess. But no, I don't think you're basic because I'm doing it too.
0: So. That's true, you're drinking it right along with me. I wouldn't yeah. have said that to the I mean if you wanted to, you could have told the listener that you were you know, throwing back scotch on the rocks. Oh, yeah, wouldn't have blown your cover.
1: That's true. But I don't like scotch, and I don't like any drink on the rocks, so that would be a lie. Is that right? Yeah, like bourbon. Neat? Neat? Yes. And I, I will send it back if they bring it to me on the rocks.
0: Well, do you send it back, or do you throw it in the waiter's face? I
1: throw it down on the ground and say, clean it up. I like that. And bring me another one.
0: I respect that. I have always wanted to be that girl that can drink brown liquor neat, or even on the rocks, but I'm not. I have to have ginger or something in there? It's an acquired
1: a, taste, like mm, everything. Is
0: it? I feel like guys just have it in their blood somehow that they can just do it.
1: It was a, it was an evolution for me because I went from, like, drinking Old Fashions to then I f- had one with a like good Midwestern bourbon drink. that I liked, and so I started drinking just that bourbon on the rocks, and then one night... I was someplace where they didn't have ice. It was like a cigar bar. <laughs> so it was like bring your own ice. liquor oh. and <laughs> ice. And ice. They had nothing but to help you, you know, quench your thirst whatsoever. And so I drank it neat and I was like, I think I probably got drunk on it and was like, it's working. Like this, this, is
0: okay. this, this works. That's how I started to drink black coffee. It was just um, lack of almond milk at the place that I was working at the time and I, I felt like all right, I guess this is the time when I start to learn how to drink black coffee.
1: I just had coffee for the first time last week. It was interesting.
0: I haven't drank it in a year.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. So, but I was in San Francisco and we went to the Buena Vista Cafe where they have these like famous Irish coffees and um, I didn't want one but the uh, guy behind the bar was like, just assumed that we both wanted one so he brought two and I'm not going to I feel rude turning things away, so that's uh, what gets me in trouble. a lot.
0: I'm totally with you on that. Style Girlfriend readers know I did a cleanse last year. I usually do one in January, but this last, past January when I did it, I uh, when I got off caffeine, like they, you know, you're supposed to get off mm. everything bad a few days ahead of time. I had the worst withdrawal.
1: Oh yeah, that I just I've didn't want to do it again. Yeah,
0: and I was almost disappointed. I miss it because it was my one vice. Really, I mean, I don't, I don't Drink smoke. Heavily. I don't gamble. Yeah. I don't, you know, anything yeah. that could be perceived as. You know your potential downfall. I don't even have any, which is so boring. But yeah. it makes me miss it only for that because there's something really nice about, you know, waking up in the morning and be like, oh, I can't do anything till my coffee. Like it's just.
1: I know that's the thing. I, my business partner, he's a big coffee drinker. He's like, oh, I gotta get some coffee, and I'm like, I'm wasting our time. I'm like, <laughs> if we just go. Like okay. my caffeine thing is like cherry Pepsi or something like that if okay. I really need a boost, but. Mostly, I'm a nap taker. That's my coffee <laughs> of choice, I suppose. But
0: hey, whatever gets you going. Yeah. But you no. got to have
1: some vices, though.
0: Well, I know. Like I was talking with a friend the other day. I have one. to. I have to come up with a new one. Yeah. He suggested just getting tattoos all over my body.
1: Tattoos, or but then that implies that tattoos are a vice. I guess anything. Well,
0: anything that you feel like you get one, and then you need yeah, another, and you need another, right. and you need another.
1: Anything that goes beyond moderation. Yeah, I mean, I have lots, so you can have one of mine, but. I've, I've always rationalized, like, I like to smoke cigarettes sometimes, and mm. I, like, really like it, but, um, and sometimes more than others, and Your mouth sometimes, watering. oh my gosh, yeah, that's what happens when you clearly never smoked a cigarette.
0: Well, you know, what? Re- when you, like, want something really bad, yeah, no. Yeah,
1: it's it's more like a soul craving, a <laughs> like cigarette, um, makes it impossible to watch Mad Men, but I always justify mm. the cigarettes by, I learned this great Tennessee Williams quote that, justifies all things which is if I got rid of all my demons I'd lose my angels too which I don't know if that's theologically sound but it sounds good at a party so
0: see now you're a creative I'm a creative I feel like some of those old playwrights and writers and who not they got by on their vices and they let that be the reason that they got to act terribly Mm,
1: yeah I mean I think that and I think we romanticize their vices a little bit more the alcoholism and drugs and stuff like that. It's like, but look at what they created in the life that they were living. And I don't know. I don't like hangovers so much, so I don't want to be drunk all the time.
0: <laughs> Not all the time. Yeah. So how, how then does that work? You're a filmmaker, as I mentioned. You get by on Cherry Pepsi and Naps.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Talk to us a little bit about how those things got you to where you are today.
1: Um. Well, I don't know about those two things. Well, Naps, I mean, it's just good to be rested in life. <laughs> But I also have a propensity for working when I'm exhausted. Like, it doesn't slow me down. My fiancé is very much the opposite in that regard. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I love my work. So it's very easy to continue working and not sleeping. Even Fashion Week, which, like, the runway shows don't really do it for me. but But I love editing. So there were many times working that stuff where I was like, feeling really strong gratitude for the fact that I was living in New York, working, doing what I love, even if like the actual product of what I was doing wasn't great.
0: So that's something I talk about a lot on Style Girlfriend is just the idea of living with more intention and, you know, sort of, um, going after what you want, whether it's in a small way or in a big way. And obviously that's something that you did in a big way. Now I know this, but tell the listener, where are you from? How did you get into filmmaking?
1: Yeah, so I'm from Kansas, um, by way of Oklahoma and Texas, I suppose. And um, I went to the University of Kansas, which is uh, the greatest school for basketball <laughs> in the entire country.
0: And that's um, funny because we watched the Final Four this year. And right. was it Kansas playing? I
1: keep um, forgetting. Or... They bowed out because they were prepping for some charity thing. Oh, God, they're they're they such were good just guys. Like, prepping for some camp for kids with diseases and stuff. So, but anyway, they're very humble about it. Um, But uh, I studied film there and I was lucky enough to do a documentary for one of my film classes um, that ended up through the mentorship of like a couple of professors and um, them getting it to the right people. Um, it premiered at South by Southwest and then was sold to Showtime and Netflix. And
0: and you were how old when all of this happened?
1: 20. Uh, the, well, I started the movie when I was 20, and then the movie was sold when I was 22, I think.
0: And what was um, it called? What was it about?
1: It's called Fall from Grace. It's about the Westboro Baptist Church, which they're a group that... Um, Are well known because they picket military funerals um, but they've been picketing uh, events of all kinds for I guess 20 20 20 some odd years Um, they're very anti-gay they have signs that say things like God hates fags and they think that everything bad that happens in America is because of uh, our tolerance of homosexuality and all that fun stuff so it was a great year of my life Spending it with those folks,
0: and now yeah. I've seen it because it is on Netflix, which is amazing and very cool to be able to watch a movie that your friend made it in your Netflix queue. Uh, I remember being really surprised by the access that you got because, again, you're this young guy. that's this church that has every uh, you know it's in their interest to not let outsiders in, as it right. were, and you got really direct access to the you know highest up at the church. How did that happen?
1: I think it was just kind of a process where. I've always been very assertive about like, well, I'm just going to ask for this. And my kind of philosophy is like the worst thing that people can do is say no. So, you know, what does it hurt? And so I called them up and said I was doing this project for school, which I think helped that I was a student. Um, Did you
0: try to sound like a middle schooler? Were you like, I have a project yeah, for school, mister? Shave
1: shaved my beard, <laughs> even though they weren't seeing me, but it just made me feel younger.
0: Sure, um, got you into the persona.
1: Yeah, but they, you know, I said, I want to come film a picket, I want to come film a church service, and I want to interview uh, Fred Phelps, who uh, died last year, but was their leader, father, grandfather, great-grandfather, um, to all the members. Um, and so they kind of let me come to a picket first, then they let me come to a church service and sort of like size me up, and then I was allowed to interview Pastor Phelps, and from that point on, like for the rest of the year that I spent with them, they just pretty much gave me whatever I asked for, because I treated them with respect, and um, that's more than they get from most people, so.
0: Sure. Did you did you let them know your intentions?
1: They never asked, and I never said. Um, I think that maybe very late, like very, very end of filming, they might have asked. And I said, and this was the truth, that it's going to be a very objective look at what you guys do, what you believe, why you believe it, Mm -hmm. and then what people have to say in response to it. And that's totally what the movie is. Um, And... So I watched it with them when I was finished with the movie before we did our first public screening. And so I went to their kind of compound-type area. It's in a neighborhood, but they're all, they are all live in the same block of houses. Um, and I watched the movie with them, filmed them watching the movie. Um, and someday I'm going to go back and film... Them watching me film them watch the movie, um, just because the more Doctor's layers cut. the better. Yeah, sure. Um, but you know they were very like pleased with it. Really, actually, the, it was one of the highlights of the whole experience because I'd been striving for this objectivity and I had shown it to a few groups of small groups of people before the church saw it, and they had, the other groups had said. Well Ryan, we think this is great, but aren't you a little nervous about how Westboro is going to react to this? And then when I showed it to Westboro, um they said, "Well Ryan, we think this is great, but are you like a little nervous about how the general public is going to look at this?" Because and they that, thought it portrayed them yeah, in a positive way. Which is light. great. Like that wow. was that was the that's the goal of being objective is that both sides can look at it and be like, "Yeah, I was treated fairly." And they're a hard group to treat fairly so.
0: And if they had said no would they have been able to put the kibosh on it?
1: No. No. Because they had already signed releases and, and they they just don't really care. Like they're mm-hmm. used to seeing themselves portrayed negatively and they just don't care. So mm-hmm. that worked out in my benefit.
0: So then you're hitting all of these cool guy film festivals being the toast of the town.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was the... Really cool at the University of Kansas. I'm totally
0: picturing you wearing like a, an unnecessary scarf and like really small yeah. glasses.
1: Actually, I wore KU shirts like to a lot of the screenings because I wanted, there's a lot of like, I don't know, I'm can, I am can be kind of manipulative, so, or maybe media savvy is the nicer way sure. to put it. But at the film festivals, I like, before it premiered at South by Southwest, I really did shave my beard and I wore KU shirts because I wanted to make it clear that I was young and mm-hmm. in college, and and that this was a product of the University of Kansas mm-hmm. as well. So,
0: Do you feel that that played to your benefit?
1: Um, I, I think that it was good for press, but it, it didn't affect the way people viewed the movie. If anything, I had more people saying, um, you know, after the screenings, they would say, I would have never got guessed that this was a student film.
0: I mean, when I watched it, yeah, I I would have had no idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's great. I don't particularly care to watch it myself, but, you know.
0: It's like me listening to these podcasts. I can't stand the sound of my own voice. I get that. You're
1: alone on that. I do like (laughs) the sound of my own voice, but I don't like watching some of my work, I guess.
0: Which is funny because you've actually gone on to do some on-camera stuff. Mm
1: -hmm. How did that come about? I don't know how the on-camera stuff got started. I guess it was really, you know, honorable stuff that my parents can be really proud of. But I think the first thing that I did was a video called the four loco experiment, which when four loco was like really big in the news and they hadn't like changed the formula yet. And, um, all this stuff. I wanted to do a video at Newsweek about four loco, but I knew that it wasn't quite their sensibility. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, well, I'll just take a camera home and, um, have a couple friends help me shoot this video where I drink three four locos and give myself tasks that I have to uh complete. So I had to um
0: no, wait three four locos that's mm-hmm. like how much caffeine
1: I don't know, but it was because
0: uh, right was that was caffeine?
1: Yeah, it's caffeine and, oh, and alcohol.
0: Yeah, it's
1: like, yeah. And it comes in these huge cans. I remember them, yeah. Really high alcohol, really high caffeine, and <laughs> Great mix. like kids. Were, I never
0: had ones. I, I remember yeah, the craze, but I never disgusting.
1: actually tried it. And it, I mean, it, it's effective if that's what you want. It's to be really, really energetic, really drunk. Um, and uh, I didn't even drink all three. My um, handlers took the third one away. I think I drank a off. quarter of it, maybe. But I was, I guess, getting a little out of control. So. Um so that video went viral and um
0: that's holy grail for it, online content. how yeah, it that happen?
1: It was kind of just like perfect timing perfect subject and drunk guy making a fool of himself <laughs> and i've i've replicated that formula on many occasions i would say that like
0: both on and off camera
1: yeah oh yeah
0: oh god more <laughs>
1: off camera they, sh- they should follow me around like right? we could really make some money but yeah i mean my wheelhouse with on-camera video is very much making a fool of myself for other people's for the, amusement yeah um
0: that is honorable so yeah i
1: don't know it's fun I, I enjoy it and I can laugh at myself.
0: So, how much has the goal been to make yourself into a bit of a brand? Um,
1: me personally, not so much. Like, I think that there was a time where I was interested in that, like a couple of years ago, where you were I really big on
0: Tumblr.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I was getting a lot of traction on a lot of the videos that I did, it seemed like more odd for videos not to do well. And I think part of that was it just, it continues to get more and more competitive. Mm -hmm. And when I was first starting to do stuff, yeah, I mean, there were still a lot, but like, I don't know. I just, I do a video now and it, you know, without the backing of like a big website to Mm -hmm. put it out to its, you know, millions of, users it just doesn't i don't have that traction anymore so i still do stuff for fun like every now and then but it's just not my priority right now i guess
0: well i think it's interesting i mean anyone that uh, concerns themselves creative endeavors i think at this point does have to consider themselves a brand Mm -hmm. and as gross as that even sounds coming out of my mouth it's something i think about a lot for a long time i pushed off the idea of putting myself out there Mm -hmm. in conjunction with style girlfriend, because I felt like I'm a writer. Oh, sure. It's about my words and, you know, kind of got on this high horse about, um, not doing video stuff and not, you know, putting my face out there. And Mm -hmm. then what I came to realize was that style girlfriend is about helping guys dress better, live better from a friendly female perspective. And they needed to know who that friendly female was
1: completely. And I mean, I have no problem putting myself, out there because I'm a narcissist. So it's very enjoyable for me to see myself getting, you know, accolades or, you know, views and stuff like that. But it's, I think right now, because I've shifted into starting my own production company with a friend and we've been doing that for about two years, you know, it's about the company and not myself as a brand necessarily, I guess. Um, and, um,
0: And talk a little about that because I, you know, I've known you for a long time and this production company is something that's, like you said, it's relatively new still, but you Mm -hmm. guys have done a lot already. Mm -hmm. What made you decide to make that switch or sort of transition into a new lane in that way?
1: Honestly, it wasn't even a choice necessarily. It was kind of, we had an opportunity thrust upon us and Benjamin Moore, the paint company, um, they were doing a campaign called Main Street Matters where they uh, had selected 20 towns across North America to repaint their main streets and like revitalize and all this stuff. And so their marketing team wanted to do a companion documentary to go along with the campaign. So we knew somebody in the marketing department and she brought us in for like a pitch meeting. And, um, we kind of told them we're not in the commercial business. Um, but if you really want to make a documentary about, the issues of main street, then we can do that, mm-hmm. but we don't want to do something. That's just like rah, rah, rah Benjamin Moore. And they were like really great. And we're just like, yeah, no, that's exactly what we want. We're, we're tired of that direct marketing kind of thing. And, um, so we worked on that for like a year and it was one of those situations where we were traveling 90% that's of the time. Funny. So there was no, I mean, we both quit jobs and just kind of took the leap and said, like, let's, let's do this. And, um, at the time we were thinking we could do this project and do another documentary on the side. We didn't realize how <laughs> time consuming this one was going to be.
0: You never do. Um, you are, you always think you can I juggle more balls in here. And I'm and very like,
1: like optimistic about that stuff. And sometimes it works. Like I can juggle, four or five small tasks, <laughs> but two big feature-length things, it's not no. doable. Um, but, but, but yeah, did you I mean, feel okay
0: about that once you decided to just be working on the yeah, Main Street project? Yeah,
1: totally. Because it's more important to do one thing as best you can, as opposed to two things mediocre.
0: Do you think in some ways it was actually really helpful to have such a successful film so young? Because you kind of couldn't, ride on that for for any much longer amount of time. I mean, for some people, it can be very daunting to um, have a big success because then they're like, well, how do I follow it? But you were almost young enough to not even be as aware of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that... um,
0: Or to be daunted by that?
1: Yeah, it was great because I wouldn't be out here if it wasn't for that. Literally, nothing of my current life would exist were it not for that movie professionally personally like i'd have my family but and the friends that's that i had bad. up until then. but yeah <laughs> what have they done for me lately um but yeah uh, that's strange to think but it's like yeah it's a sliding i wouldn't doors have reality. ever met the woman that i'm marrying right now and you know you could there are a ton of other things that...
0: Right, because job um, A led to job B, then right. job C led to job D. Right,
1: and I met this person and that led to this person yeah. and whatever. But that is like a single, huge single thing that Absolutely. like, if it hadn't have happened, then... Because
0: um, that was literally the money that got you out here, right? I mean, you used... Yeah,
1: and more than some, I think more than the money, I moved around a lot when I was younger. Um, and so change is not easy for me and so the idea of like moving out here was the hardest thing I've ever done Mm -hmm. not because of like financial stuff but because I had to leave everybody that I knew I think I knew three people when I moved here and um so like I was depressed for a good few weeks when I moved here just because I missed my friends I missed my brothers and you know all this stuff
0: how'd you get over that
1: I just stayed yeah. I guess, I mean, just step around. That was me around. in college.
0: Oh my God, I called my mom and I started crying. She literally dropped me off
1: mm. and
0: then she left and she's driving back to Wisconsin from Pennsylvania. And I called her, I went to the gym because I was like, that'll pet me up. Yeah. And it generally does. Yeah. But it was still this huge life change for me. And so I call her from like the steps of the gym and I was just like, I'm never going to make any friends. What did I do? I mean, I went to school in yeah. Pennsylvania right. from Wisconsin. From I didn't Wisconsin. know anyone. Yeah. And it was terrifying, but yeah, you just stay.
1: Yeah, that's the, I think... I made, like, deals with myself where it was like, all right, I think originally I was like, you have to give it a year. Mm-hmm. And if if you don't like it, then you can go back if you want. Which, in retrospect, that was a pretty big span of time to give it. Um, but I, I think within, like, a month, I was sort of like, okay, this isn't so bad, mm-hmm. but it's not home. And then within like three months, maybe thereabouts, I was like, okay, like I'm going to stay for sure. It's still not home. And I think that I'll someday like move back to Wichita and -hmm. like be with my friends and whatever. But, but for now I'm going to stick around. Um, and then it was like years where I really thought that I was like, people would say like, are you ever going to move back to Kansas? And I'm like, well, not now, but maybe when I want to have kids or something. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I mean, I love where I'm from, but I can't go back there because I can't work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I think it's also sort of the lie that we have to tell ourselves when we're from places that mm -hmm. we love that, oh, well, I'll just get married and go back there. But that also kind of posits that you're either going to meet someone who just happens to be from your hometown, Mm -hmm. rekindle a love with a high school flame, or just be with someone who Mm -hmm. just doesn't give a crap about where they're from. And they're like, sure, I'll follow you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't see Phoebe, my fiance, is from Fort Worth. And I'm from Wichita. It's great because we're from similar parts of the country, but I don't think either of us have any, like, plans to go back there when we have kids or anything like that.
0: So uh, I want you to grade yourself. I'm going to start with career, because I want to hear about your latest project and mm-hmm. where, you, where you'd see yourself on a graded scale.
1: Um, so we're working on a documentary... Scott's Pizza Tours, which is about a friend of ours named Scott Wiener. He's a pizza obsessive. He eats 15 slices per week. He um, writes a column in Pizza Today magazine. That's a thing? That's a thing. That is a thing. I love it. Um, And he has a business where he does tours around pizzerias uh, around New York. So you sign up, you pay, and you get taken to three different pizzerias, sometimes more. And he teaches you, like, the history of pizza, the different styles of pizza, the science behind it is a big thing, um, and you eat a slice at each place that you go. I hope so. Um, and it's it's a lot of fun because he's a character. Like he's oh, super I entertaining, imagine. energetic, and he's like, and I don't use this word derogatorily. Like he's a nerd, um, and he's not the kind of like we're all nerdy about something, sure. and some nerds are. Alienating about their knowledge, but Scott's much more like, Oh, you don't know this? I have to tell you this because this is the most amazing thing. Yeah, I and I, yeah, I have to share this with you. So it's really fun to be around somebody like that. And he's somebody that has taken a passion and turned it into a successful business that has since like inspired a lot of other people to like leave their jobs and start their own businesses. Like, we hear that all the time from people that have been on tours that are like, I was working in this job and then I met Scott and went on a tour and I decided I was going to go and do my passion project or whatever. Very interesting guy. So that's the movie right now. It's like the story of pizza through the lens of this one guy who is like, in our opinion, like knows more about it than anybody and is more passionate about it than anybody else. And everybody loves pizza. So
0: absolutely. It's perfect pizza. Yeah. So and you're doing that and you're working with your production partner and I'm guessing you have other stuff probably in the pipeline. So what would you yeah. give yourself there? And you're um, learning QuickBooks or Freshbooks or whatever you yeah, use. And I don't know. Being I feel like
1: boss. I feel like a B probably just because we're we're really good at either focusing on getting paid work. You know, we have Benjamin Moore and we do stuff for MSNBC and some other clients. Um, and we're either like super focused on that. Um, usually cause we're about to be broke and then it's like, okay, we need to buckle down and like start hustling and get mm-hmm. some paid work in the can. Right. Or we're working on our passion things. And it's like, honestly, this month has been setting up the Kickstarter for, to finish the movie. And, um, and so all of our attention has been on that. And just today I was like, oh man, we got to make some money now. So <laughs> that's like, I think our big weakness, I guess. is Just, just... getting to
0: a place where you're not feeling like it's a uh, feast or famine. Yeah, exactly. So next one is style.
1: I feel like I've slipped in the style department of late just because now the work is so much more intensive that in the... In the winter, I'm much more stylish because You're for men it's guy. so much yeah. easier. Yes, I, I mean that's that's where I feel really, really strong is in the winter. <laughs> um, but in the summer, I'm just like, give me a t-shirt and
0: he says as he's wearing an Oxford cotton yeah, but I down tucked into dark denim jeans. I only and did belt that
1: for your benefit.
0: Classic um, shoes,
1: but these are. But this is another thing that I don't score myself well on is the shoes because. Mm. I used to be all about, like, I'm going to wear sneakers. They're going to be, like, um, Jack Purcells or something like sure, that. Sure, sure. Um, that was my jam. Some white Jack Purcells I really like. Maybe see. I should do that again. Um, but I've recently been having, like, some knee problems. Mm-hmm. And so I switched Functions to... Functions out over fashion. Yeah. And I walk around all the time and have to carry, like, 100 pounds of equipment. And so just throwing on the brooks and walking around, it's great for the legs but it doesn't look good but uh and I feel like that's something that I was always like you can't wear running shoes like that just kills everything you know you you go from the top to the bottom but I don't know and the only the only thing that I would say keeps me from giving myself a C is that like my stuff still fits I guess (laughs) I I don't wear like baggy stuff um Mm -hmm. And I try and wear colors and that kind of thing, but yeah, I don't know.
0: All right, well, we'll check in then in a in yeah, few months. How many is doing? Yeah, the fact that you're aware of it—that's yeah already leaps and bounds ahead of some yeah. other people that are wearing running shoes just and oblivious it's, to how it. Looks. And when
1: it's time to dress up, like I'm good. Yeah, you can put I'm on the really for the best. Good. It's not an everyday thing for me like it used to
0: be. Right, I guess. So then, transitioning. This is similar grooming. Um, I hope you give yourself a high grade because you are rocking a pretty, pretty magnificent beard right now. Thank you. It's very well The beard is my source
1: of strength. Um,
0: <laughs> like Samson.
1: Yes. In the, like, in all honesty, like I have nightmares that I've accidentally shaved my beard and I just know what I look like without it. And <laughs> I, I don't look good. Like I look way better with it. So um, like... I couldn't get girls in college because I didn't have a beard. So, but
0: could you not grow it back then? Had you not It was like sparse. Or, oh, like
1: okay. I could grow it, but yeah, it wasn't too great. Okay. Then I moved to New York, and these this fine New York air really <laughs> filled it out. And um, and then you just had to start beating the women away with sticks. Yeah, it was terrible. Um,
0: and the hair has always been short since I've known you. Yes,
1: now. that's very deliberate. Um, cause I just don't want to mess with it. Sure. Um,
0: and skincare, do you have a, a grown man skincare routine? Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm a big keels man. So like I am real big on the moisturizer, like the facial fuel with the low SPF. Um, and so that's like a daily thing for sure. and um,
0: so I'm feeling, I'm feeling, uh, like we're going to get a better grade here. Yeah. I
1: give myself an A on grooming. Okay. And, and I, But I'll tell you my weakness is that with the hair, the beard, and fingernails, I will put those things off and like I'll look down and be like, these fingernails are <laughs> way too long. Way too long. Like not Mr. Like, Burns' nails. Yeah, just, not like yeah. horror movie long, but they're, you know, <laughs> it's something that I'll kind of just walk around with my fists clenched so <laughs> look at my
0: nails. Now but. you know how women feel when, when our manicures start to chip, that's what you do. Oh, A woman will it. like just her fingers will curl in yeah. just instinctually. And she'll walk around looking like she wants to put on a pair of brass knuckles, but now, it's just, she doesn't t- want you to see her nails.
1: Tell me this. Cause I had a girl tell me once that, um, and this is a generalization, but, um, she said that a lot of girls, they look at a guy's hands like, and they do like look at the nails to see how, well my editor is over here uh,
0: nodding along
1: see i I, like that's when i heard that i was like okay loud and clear like that's every i've had a few times in my life where girls have told me things and i'm just like it's totally internalized (laughs) and it's i had a girl in high school tell me that the smell of a man is like 90 percent of the battle like if you smell good Mm -hmm. then everything will you know so place. do you have
0: a signature scent?
1: Yeah, I've been wearing um, Tom Ford, uh, what is it, di nice. Portofino, Ooh. and I love that. I, I wish it lasted a little bit longer, sure. but and it's super expensive. I've had my bottle for like three years, and wow. it's just yeah. now empty,
0: but, that's, but it's like a $300 dollar bottle. Wear, but cost per wear over the yeah, years, it's that true. ends up being a it's great true. deal. I think that's absolutely yeah. worth spending a bit of money on. But
1: I'm a big like I don't know a lot of guys like friends of mine that wear cologne, but it's always um, been very helpful to me. Like I've been in bars, and literally a girl will walk by and then back up. Oh,
0: girls will tell you that you smell yeah. good, and, yeah, and girls it's like, aren't afraid of. That's it's like a conversation a nice starter. Way yeah. yeah, it's
1: like is
0: and it doesn't work the same way because if a guy was like, "You smell uh, good," no, like a girl would good, definitely no. run out.
1: Yeah, no. I, I would never do that. That's scary.
0: But yeah, well, I but TV it's nice when it now, well, no, no.
1: she smells bad anyway. So that's okay. <laughs> that's not true. Um, just to be clear, but yeah, but that's nice. Like I'm very susceptible to positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement, frankly, from women, as far as those things go, which yeah. is why your site is such a great thing. Cause that's, We don't care what guys think about how we smell. Um, But when a girl, like, backtracks and says, you smell really good. Oh, yeah, that's Then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll buy this cologne
0: again. Is there anything else that you can think of that's like that, that you do because a girl literally was like, you look, smell, look great when...
1: Um, I've had, like, certain shirts that get good responses. I've had one tie in particular that Ah. I found... Um,
0: Probably just that you're wearing a tie, girls get excited about it. Yeah,
1: tie clips also, mm. which not so much anymore because I feel like they're more common, but like five, six years ago, yeah, uh, having like one of my uh, go-to outfits was like cardigan, dress shirt, tie, tie clip, jeans, and like dress shoes, mm-hmm. um, and like brown dress shoes yeah. or red wing boots or something like that. And... Um, it's
0: very natty. that
1: seemed to be like a winner. Yeah. Yeah. But the tie. So bar. that
0: went into the rotation pretty often. Oh then. yeah.
1: And also just like different iterations.
0: Sure. Of it. different With the cardigan one day. Different shirts, different,
1: oh. different ties, but yeah. So. So and
0: Grooming. I, all right. Yeah. I'd, that seems well-deserved. I
1: shower every day. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, now you're just bragging.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Can't do it in California.
0: So. <laughs> I know.
1: Yeah, I was just there and I was like, I'm not a good steward. R.I.P. water in (laughs) California. Yeah, it's not good. Not good.
0: So the last uh, area that I want you to grade yourself on is relationships.
1: Mm. I feel like I want to give myself a a B plus on this. Just because I think there's always room for improvement in this area specifically. Um, It's like I feel good. I mean, I'm getting married, so she said yes when I asked her if she wanted to marry me, so that's that's keeping me out of the C range. Um, sure. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but it's like, I still mess up, so, you know, that's...
0: Has anything fallen into place with her that maybe was a problem with past relationships, but just for, what, for whatever reason, because she's the right girl for you, hasn't been an issue, or is it because she's mm. helped you grow in that way? Like anything... She doesn't
1: exhibit any of the faults of... My previous relationships. Um, And it's not that you've
0: changed, it's just that it's easier with her.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've definitely changed, but I think that we were both, when we didn't know each other, were changing simultaneously Mm because we both probably made mistakes in past relationships, but we just so happened to like find each other and we have complementary personalities and that kind of thing and, and quirks and that kind of stuff um, that' it's, it's not problematic. And also, um, I mean, the relationship that I was in before her was pretty traumatic and um, and so getting into the relationship with her, there were a lot of things that I learned about the previous relationship because I had like a Stockholm syndrome type thing where I was, I didn't even realize how bad things were. Even for like months after it ended, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how bad things were. And then when I was with somebody who was great, it was like, oh, this, this is how it's, that was wrong. You know what it was supposed to be. So that's, that's what I see more of with respect to past relationships is I can remember like telling her stories about the previous girlfriend and her being like, but that's, don't you realize that's okay. really messed up? And I was like, oh, I wasn't even really telling that story as like an example of messed upness. But
0: yeah. But now that you pointed out to me, it's yeah. crystal clear. Right. Right.
1: So, so that's been interesting.
0: But, well, the next thing before we close out, I want to do a little thing we like to do called SG approved or not this dude. Okay. Ryan Jones, I want to play RJ approved. Okay. Or not this dude. To start out with, jogger pants. Not this dude. Splitting the check on a first date. Um, yeah, RJ approved. Man tank tops.
1: Uh, not this dude.
0: All-inclusive resorts.
1: And oh, wait, can I ask real quickly, am I saying like a blanket, like nobody should do this? Yeah, this or... is all
0: blanket statements.
1: Because, I mean, I have friends that wear tank tops and they look good in them. It's just not for me. Like, I'm pale and So it's scrum. not this dude. Yeah, not this dude. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. I just wanted to clarify.
0: All right. All right. Uh, all-inclusive resorts. Uh,
1: not this dude. Gluten. Uh, RJ approved.
0: <laughs> Office romances. Um,
1: Probably not this dude. Well I'm engaged, so definitely not this dude. <laughs> and my office is another guy, so That's true. <laughs> yeah, there you Makes go. Easy. That's the
0: answer. Man buns.
1: Uh not this dude. CrossFit. Not this dude. Brunch. Oh, RJ approved.
0: <laughs> uh Vin Dieseling, which is cutting all your hair off, shaving your head when you're starting to go bald. Uh RJ approved. Smart cars. RJ approved. Sports cars. RJ approved. And reality TV. Uh
1: not this dude. Right. yeah wow
0: you took that very seriously which i, I appreciate the thought right. that you put into those answers well
1: these are important important topics
0: i love it last question i have for you um is something that we talk about a lot on style girlfriend and it's uh around your first million bucks moment so we a style girlfriend describe a million bucks moment as that first time that you get dressed and look in the mirror and you were like I am killing it. Like you yeah. feel like James Bond, even if you're not in the tux. Yeah. You can't resist giving yourself finger guns and you just go out and you're like, I'm gonna take over the world yeah. today.
1: The first time?
0: So yeah, give me your first million bucks moment.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, I'm holding. I've been fondling your pair of persoles this whole time. So I feel like it must have come early for you because you are a stylish guy.
1: Yeah, I mean if I if I wanted to go way back, then I do. I, I do want you to go when way I back. When I was back. uh when I was, I think maybe six, five or six years old. Um,
0: <laughs> I was not expecting that. I know,
1: but like I got to go to a wedding with my mom. It was like her cousin's wedding. We were living in Houston. The wedding was in Dallas. And I i don't know why. I just asked her if I could go. Like she was just going to go by herself. And I was, you know, again, so true to the my philosophy in life is that the worst she can do is say no. I was just like, can I go with you? And she was like, sure. So I got a suit and <laughs> a suit
0: like a full y- yeah I mean they, just... they,
1: she bought me a they bought <gasps> me a suit, um, and it was kind of like a like maroonish in color is my memory of it, but it was like a full on suit with like a clip on tie and oh, everything like, yeah. yeah just a little six year old Ryan with glasses and walking around the wedding and I was feeling special because I was the only one that got to go to the sure. wedding my brothers didn't get to go everybody was saying how cute I was sure. and, you know, all that. So And
0: that really stuck with you.
1: Yeah. I honestly, I haven't thought about it uh, until this moment, but cause I wouldn't have dug back so deep. <laughs> I would have thought about something like when I moved here and got like a suit at the Barney's warehouse sale or something like that, but, mm-hmm. which was cool too. But if you wanted the first, that's probably, I did probably it.
0: And I that's a say. good one. I'm sure like every great aunt and, drunk bridesmaid was like you're adorable absolutely
1: the glasses help a lot in that (laughs) regard There's a sweet spot for a kid with glasses and i was in it at that
0: point in time well i think we'll leave it at that ryan thank you so much for being here i had so much fun today
1: my pleasure thanks for the rosé
0: yeah what do you think another glass
1: cheers yeah i'm thirsty after all that talking (laughs)
0: Okay, that's our show thank you so much to Ryan Jones for being an amazing guest and a good pal and thanks to you guys for listening uh and why the heck not let's keep the big the thanks rolling thanks again to our sponsor Lumoid remember you guys can head to lumoid.com backslash style and use the code style GF at checkout and get 15% off rental for cameras and wearables please go support them guys so they continue to support us Till next time, this is Undressed. I'm Megan Collins, a Style Girlfriend. Thanks for listening.